I eventually will own a BMW i3. It's got a 100 mile range with the gas engine. But uh-huh. it's like I just love the look of the car, and like it's not practical. But so it's, it's the like, little one, yeah, the super super small one. Really, I, I freaking I am like in love with that car. I would it's, not have guessed that. Dude, and this you can pick SX4. one of those. That could I'm be just, your next car, dude. Just, They're not that expensive. Yeah, I'm just obsessed with those like small cars. That's like, really funny. I found this. Um, yeah, and you with the 318 Ti and everything. Yeah, the 318 <laughs> Ti. I was looking at the SX4, which is like a little all-wheel drive hot hatch. The i3, like, yeah. I just like that style of car a lot. But it's like one of those things that's like not super practical, but then people will still buy it. Like I would love to have that just to like cruise downtown and then come back like just as that because that's all that's literally as far as it can drive. That's so funny. Dude, you know, you could pick up an i3 for like close to 10, right? Yeah, it's not that. I'm more so just trying to see. The problem is I'm at a point right now where I just basically don't make money. So I'm going to sell the car so that I can make money so that I can afford something like that in the future. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to like get out of that hole first because then I want to be able to buy things like that. But as of right now, I mean, I could do it, but it's just it wouldn't make financial sense for me right now, sadly. As cool as it would be. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you have to talk about cars with financial sense in mind, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unless you're like making it, making it, mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not really that fun then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I still love it. Like I, I still look at the dumbest stuff online. And the other thing with an i3, though, is I would never buy a $10,000 i3 because it's already not a super popular car from BMW. And it's a BMW like it was like, hey, we made an i3 and then they kind of never did anything with it. Mm -hmm. So like getting one for 10 probably is going to have higher miles. And I have zero clue any maintenance risks or anything with that car. So it's most likely a money pit. Like I'd probably wait another four or five years when I'm like in a different house at like a better place financially. If I live like by a downtown area or by a beach. Then it would be like, cool, like here's one for like 18 that's got low miles and good maintenance. This would be a great thing to buy. It's basically, it's legitimately like a golf cart to go to the grocery store and back in. Like that's basically it. So like, I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a BMW Prius, right? I don't know. (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome back to Third Pedal Podcast. This is episode eight. Um, I think this is our first fully just audio one. Right. Yep. Yeah. Cool. This is yeah. the beginning of audio only. Yeah. We uh sorry for the large delay between episodes. Everybody listening. Um, we our whole purpose with going either of you interrupt me anytime, but like our whole purpose of doing this was just like as we've said before, like we just want to have fun. We just wanted to talk cars and stuff. And with Tyler's kid being born and Zach moving and a lot of stuff going on, like it just hasn't worked out to record any episodes in the last couple of weeks and video is obviously putting a lot of strain on like getting together and having to do it so we're gonna make a shift at least temporarily to do audio only for now um put our effort into doing it consistently just put out episodes audio only and then doing you know special video events if we get to go to a car show or something like that in between um so for yeah sure. hopefully we can be a little bit more consistent um build up a little bit more of a flow and then do some cool cool video content when possible yeah. we'd rather do that and actually be producing stuff and hanging out and talking cars um then just wait for the opportunity to be in person so you can all see our pretty faces yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure and yeah but definitely still follow us on uh follow us on tiktok follow us on facebook instagram for uh visual content we'll be posting stuff about our cars what we're doing um i know tyler's going to talk about his sweet new ride that he picked up recently um and i'm excited to hear a little bit more about that too so if you want to see that visual stuff, like Jake said, we're going to do some uh, maybe more vlog style video kind of stuff uh, with the YouTubes 
um, and also some other stuff um, more frequently on TikTok, Facebook, Facebook, TikTok, <laughs> Facebook, and uh, the Instagrams. So TikTok, Facebook, and all the other <laughs> socials. Talkgram, Facebook. <laughs> that being said, we're going to be audio only for a little bit, but that's cool. We're going to keep cruising with it. And yeah, so um which one of you we all kind of prepared random stuff for this week sure. um i kind of want to hear about tyler's story first to be honest because yeah, i feel I like hear about the the beam ski because tyler was spoiler alert tyler was not a part of the last episode here because he had too much stuff going on but since the last time he's been on this podcast so much car life has happened for him because yeah, he went yeah. from having like normal stuff to having the most horsepower of us <laughs> yeah um, we start with the whole mess of what's going on in, in uh, my car life. <laughs> um, so my my wife and I finally decided to post the the 2011 Golf that we had for sale because we wanted to just to pay off the loan, like be responsible, and uh, you know just buy something. <laughs> and uh, in doing that, I had this dude reach out to me, and he's like, "Hey, would you want to trade?" And right away, my first instinct was like, "No, that's irresponsible. I need to just sell this car." So I typed out that message and then I deleted it because I'm like, I'm just going to see what he has. <laughs> so I replied and I was like, probably I said, maybe like, what's what are you offering? So he replies and he says, I have a 2007 uh, BMW 335i. Um, it's a six speed manual, tons of maintenance just done to it. And so I said, oh, like, that's a pretty cool car. Can I get some more details on it? Proceeds to send me four paragraphs of just pure oh. upgrades that have done to it so the thing's about 450 horsepower and around 500 <laughs> foot pounds of torque he said it was higher but after getting the car it's definitely not quite as high as he said but it's still it's still absolutely nuts so it checks it checks the boxes responsible yeah practical. responsible <laughs> fuel efficient cheap to work on like <laughs> makes all the sense in the world <laughs> cheap to work on. i mean it's just a family sedan you know yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah just a typical like you'd see the everyday family driving this um so so i knowing that i don't have like a strong enough will to say no to him i went home <laughs> and i was in my mind i was like i really hope my wife says yes but i also really hope she says no because like we can't do this so uh, i talked to my wife about it and then she said i could for some reason so i traded a 2011 golf for a totally boosted out of its mind 335 <laughs> and now i love the car and so how, lo how long ago was that it was like a month and a half ago <laughs> and uh, the car is listed for sale because <laughs> it uses more gas than i've ever seen and it's super expensive to fill up and also, since it's like someone else's project, I feel like I'm kind of driving a bomb. And like, I don't know. I don't know, like, yeah, how everything was done and if it was done right and like to spec. So it's a little scary because we found out that the tune that was done to it is technically like the stock turbos are not supposed to handle more than 20 PSI. But the tune that was done to it definitely goes over 20 PSI. <laughs> so Ooh. it's yeah. So that's where we're like, I can never floor it because I always feel like I'm going to blow up the engine if I do that. And because it's a 335. I can't afford to fix it. <laughs> um, I'm glad I didn't grenade it when I drove it because I did not drive it softly. No, you did not. But you definitely didn't do. <laughs> yeah, you didn't go above it, which was good. Thank you for no, not doing that. I didn't go full red line. But I mean, the the thing is with someone else's project and especially like, a well, what's the miles on it? It's like a, a, buck and a quarter, right? No, 175. 
Oh, okay. So with a high mile um, <laughs> project of somebody else's that's also boosted out of its brains, if you don't like redline it every time you drive it, I mean, you're probably fine just daily driving, but how could you not with the spool and the yeah. pull once it gets over four grand? Like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty nuts. That's the problem is that I found that after not, not, or all, after knowing I didn't have the willpower to say no to the guy. There's zero shot I have the willpower to say no to to just gunning it every time I drive it. And that proved it because the first week I filled it up twice just going to work and back, which isn't crazy far because I was boosting it so hard. It used so much gas that my wallet hurts now because it costs what are you so much to fill on it. Like 14. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> like, it's, Dude, that's worse than my Jeep. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. So that's where... Yeah, we so it's listed for sale now. But the funniest part of all of this is the guy that I traded for messaged me the other day. He was like, "Hey, what are you doing this evening?" And I was like, "Oh, like just DoorDash stuff. Like, what's up?" And he was like, "Do you want to get together and hang out? I missed the BMW." And I was like, "That's weird." And then I noticed he listed his for sale too. So his, now his what? The Golf. <laughs> no way. So now he wants to trade back, probably. <laughs> we swap we'll cars do that. after he did like he put brand new rims and brand new tires paddle shifters a front lip on it he did like all this like kind oh of expensive stuff to it and now he misses the bmw so much that he wants to maybe trade it back so i basically just found a stranger and it was like yo you and me swap cars and he was like sure and then we did it for a month and now we're just gonna swap back. and then you're like hey while you have it do you think you could do a few upgrades yeah i didn't do anything except add miles to his car and, and, and he like the life of the turbos a little yeah, bit. No, for sure and <laughs> yeah. he he spent like decent money like he bought like new golf r wheels for it and oh like night because he's a mechanic so he buys like nice crap for this stuff so like wow. he did like new wheels brand new tires a splitter on the front that's the awesome. paddle shifters on the inside like it's, it's a dope looking car that's and awesome he detailed the entire thing wow so he wants to do a trade back plus 500 for all the crap he put into it nice. and part of me is kind of like eh, like i have some people who are maybe wanting to buy the bmw but now with how much the golf's probably worth, I think I could probably sell the golf for more than the BMW now. <laughs> so now I'm having this internal battle of like, do I trade back and try to sell the golf again? Do I just sell the BMW, take the cash? Like it's just a it's a mess. Did he end so, up did he tune it? I know you were talking about him tuning it. No. He didn't. No, okay. he decided not to. Um, I don't really know what happened because he got the car because he drives all the time. Well, then, it sounds like what he did to the BMW happened to this. <laughs> yeah. Of being like, well, while well, I have it, and then he yeah. did all the cool stuff. No, but I know he really. He, it's funny. He said he's missed the BMW like three or four times. I think he. I think it was like an impulse trade where he just messaged me, being like, "Oh, he probably won't accept this." Oh. And then I was dumb enough to accept it. Yeah. And now he got the golf, and now he just realizes, like, <sighs> man, I went from four hundred fifty, like closing on five hundred horsepower, to literally like one hundred and thirty. <laughs> like, this is pretty rough. And yeah, and we talked about yeah. that a lot too. How the golf, even how the golf drove compared to our sport wagons, it was like awful. so different. It's so. So it's a drastic change to go through. Yeah. Yeah. What beam will what beam suspension will do to a car <laughs> is brutal. Seriously. Well, that's crazy. So that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna trade it back or try to trade it back? Potentially. Okay. If he 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 kind of posed it as like a hey, like we would you want to maybe do this? Um, the thing I'm having a harder time with is just the thought of like, okay, do I dish out five hundred dollars to trade back the car to then try to sell the car and hope and hope that I make 500 more than I was asking for it originally. Yeah. Like I just need to, whatever I do, I just need to come out on top. Yeah. And so like with the well, BMW selling, it's gonna, I have a dude who wants to pay probably around 85 for it. And that's like, that's pretty fair. 
and I'll come out on top because that's how much I had the golf listed for. Mm-hmm. But people were going to only realistically pay eight for the golf. Yeah. But with all these upgrades done to the to the to the golf now, like it could probably sell for eighty five or maybe even nine, mm-hmm. maybe even a little higher. He said he's had a couple people offer him ninety five for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so if I could get that list that for ten maybe, and then you know pocket nine, yeah, then boom, I made I made out on top again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing is, while it's not selling, um. My wife will at least have a car she can drive through. Right now, the BMW just sits out here. So when she's here with the baby, she can never leave the house because I take the wagon to work. Yeah. Because I can't trust myself to drive the BMW. So <laughs> the other thing you got to keep in mind with the trade too is though that you're you have to register and pay taxes on it again. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a bit. Um, so if you could sell the golf and pay you cash for the BMW, that'd be ideal. Or Mm-hmm. sell the bmw because what's the realistic next car look like for you is going to be another um fun car is it going to be just another fuel efficient or this is tyler's Dude, to say topic number two that he wrote down yeah <laughs> this is literally my second topic um it's it's literally all of the above i have this battle with myself every single time i open up marketplace and i start scrolling through cars where i'm like you know what like you don't need anything fun. You had your just monster fun car. Just get something reliable and fuel efficient. And then I just always happen to stumble across like the one weird, unique thing that's like, <laughs> oh, this is actually kind of dope. I could probably make this work. It needs an engine rebuild. That's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and then like I have this whole battle in my head of like, I can totally do this. I should do this. And the the, the day of, I'm gonna message the person, I'm like, no, 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 no. I definitely can't do this. Like I found a a an eagle talon. That was Ooh. the the all-wheel drive five-speed turbo. Nice. And I'm like... Yeah, the TSI. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, this is freaking sweet. And the dude had it, like, like kind of gutted, like, kind of built up. And it was actually really nice, but then it needed... It had, like, a misfire and then also, like, a brake issue and something else. <laughs> so it needed to be towed. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's only asking two grand. If I can sell the car for nine, I'll have three left. So I have a thousand to fix these things. I can easily do that. Um... <laughs> And then just after thinking about it, I'm like, you, you can't like just stop, <laughs> just stop it. Like, I feel like I always have to like rein myself back in and just be like, just like, like, like the Michael Jordan thing, just like get some help, <laughs> stop doing this, and like just get, just get a normal car. So I've been looking at um, Jeeps realistically. Um, I'm still weirdly uh, in love with the little Suzuki SX4. So I've, I've been kind of like unironically trying to find one of those. Um, and then just the typical like A4s and, uh, uh, a big consideration too has been an E36 because now I've owned an E30 an E46 and an E90. So my goal is to own every generation of three series. Nice. And I found a company in, in, uh, um, Chicago selling a 318 TI. So they're really weird E36 hatchback thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Those things are sweet. Yeah. And they're asking like two seven for it and has just over a hundred thousand miles and it's really clean. So I'm, go. I'm gonna see. Hopefully, if I can sell the car and that thing's still available, I might go scoop that up because it'd be Dude, fun. Is to... it an M Sport? No, no, they would not be asking oh. like two seven for an M Sport. Well, no, they made a three eighteen Ti M Sport. Have you seen that thing? It's no. hilarious. Wait, really? Okay, yes. So it's a, a BMW E thirty six three eighteen Ti. So mind you, still the one point eight turbo. <laughs> Wait, uh, what? Not the greatest motor. And it's got the full, it's got, so BMW M3 um, Dude, wheels, body styling, um, you know, front bumper, and then the whole M3 interior, but it's a 318 Ti. 
Oh my gosh. Dude, I yeah. was so I actually passed up and I'm actually kind of upset that I passed up on this. But when I was first looking at buying a car, um I had a dude who uh, I found on Craigslist who had a 318 Ti. Um it must have been the M Sport cuz it had the M bumper and wheels and everything. But he mm-hmm. actually swapped the E36 M3 engine into it. Really? Come on. So it was a full uh like 318 Ti actual M though. And he was asking like eight for it. So at the time it was like way out of my budget. But uh now I realize like how how like unique that was. Shaylin just texted you asking. Or a nightmare. I mean, who knows how well he did the swap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's right. The other problem with those. You yeah. could run into some some nightmares with that stuff, but yeah. yeah, that's sweet. Well, hey, um, I think we should do a couple of polls on either Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of those, and see what people think you should get. Like, what's the best, fun but like reliable and you know, regular, <laughs> normal person car <laughs> for like the three grand range? I know. Um, before everybody comments this, he doesn't want a Miata. Okay, so let's just rule that out right here and <laughs> say Miata's off the board. Um, but yeah, let's hear let's hear what everybody else has to say. What would be a fun like sub three grand, cool but also you know realistic car? Yeah, good gas get? mileage, all that stuff. That's what he needs. <laughs> yep, I think the three eighteen Ti is a a good option. Would you go with a manual again? Oh, I was we were keeping this so smooth. Tyler had to run upstairs real quick to take care of the baby. Oh, okay. That's so funny. Would he go with the manual again? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> so, talk about him. I was like, oh, no, this is working cool. great. And then you said that. I was like, dang it. Then I asked a question. Come on. Well, I think that's a good option. Let's ask, uh, let's pull pull the audience, see what everybody thinks. Like, what would be a good car, sub 3K or around that ballpark that um that he could get that would still be fun and and reliable, fuel efficient. Um, and I know this is like not the same ballpark, but that's kind of why I settled on that. Not settled, but that's why I chose the S3 too, because it gets decent gas mileage unless I always drive it in sport mode. Um, it's it's reliable. You know, it's still fun, but it's a good daily driver and it's automatic, but it's got the paddle shift, dual clutch automatic. Like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it seems. So that's I'm, why I went that one too. Yeah. I mean, even when we drove the thing down to tail of the dragon, like it just felt like if you just drove it normal, it felt like a really comfortable, normal car, but then you could put it in oh, sport yeah. if mode. You stay in comfort mode. If you stay in comfort mode and even have like the the eco stuff on where it like turns engine off at the stoplights and stuff, like it actually gets like close to 30 miles a gallon on the highway. Probably should get like 30 something on the highway. Uh drive super smooth. The suspension suspension softens in, in comfort mode too. So um all that stuff is great. But yeah, when it wants to go, it wants to go. That's and awesome. It, that's when it's a lot of fun. Well, we can move on um until he's back. Um I want to talk about, uh, you're a Jeep guy, so I want to know what you think about all this Jeep hate and uh, anti-Jeep propaganda that's been going on social media. Have you seen that stuff? I have not seen this stuff. What? Yeah. I've, How are you missing that? I've heard none of this at all. I've, I knew that there were Broncos, and I heard that they were supposed to be a Jeep killer, and then I saw like a couple on the road, and I'm like, oh, they look like the little Fiat Renegade Jeep thing, or uh, Renegade... Is that what it is? The Jeep? I don't know. Whatever it is. Like it looked like. Yeah, they look. It looks like that thing, just like a little hatch thing. But then I've seen some pretty gnarly looking Broncos. But no, I haven't seen any of this like Jeep hating stuff. You know, maybe it's only um, one Instagram account that I follow, but I feel like I've seen it a lot of places. No, describe it for Um, me, though. Like, what are they? What are they saying about the new Bronco? uh, Oh, well, (laughs) 
The new Broncos, and this is not the one you've been seeing around. The Broncos sport's been out for a while. Um, it's fine as like a base SUV, but you're either getting a Ford Escape or a Ford Bronco. Like it's built on the same platform. <laughs> so it's got a little bit better suspension, a little bit better transmission with like an off-road mode and things like that. It's a little more capable. Okay. But that's essentially what it is. But that whole Jeep Bronco Sport, Jeep Bronco, Ford Bronco Sport, um, that all funded like the full-size Bronco that everybody's been waiting for. So that one's supposedly oh, the Jeep killer. Oh, wait a minute. So these are two separate cars. Yeah, so the Bronco Sports wow. like the high production, lower cost. That's the one I, I see them. I see like ten a day at least up here. There's so many of them, and they look fine. You know, they're nice looking. Any any 2022 car is going to look pretty good at least, right? Um, but it's not like the big one. So the big one um is got I believe it's a, a turbo V6. I want to say. Oh, interesting. Um, Does it share it with the Raptor? Maybe let me look it up again. Full. I'm looking at the first one just sold for like 150 grand. You know, like someone resold it. I did see that story today as I was going through stuff. I saw on eBay, right? Yeah. Wow. And the thing is, sweet. It looks so cool. And it does look cool. Man, that looks like a um, you know those Toyota FJ cruisers? Yeah. It looks like one of those in a Jeep had a baby. Yeah, it does. Like 100%. Because it's got, for people listening, I guess everybody's listening now because we don't do video anymore. Yeah, dude. Um, the <laughs> It's got like the front bumper. It still has circle headlights, which is cool. I love that they keep that on these cars. But like from that back view of this, the first edition one, like it literally looks like a Wrangler with a little bit taller lights in the back. But like it looks very, yeah. very similar to a four-door like JL Wrangler. That's so interesting. Right. And it looks identical to the old Broncos, at least like if you just like resto modded an old Bronco, oh, you're right. I think they did an amazing job on the styling. If you look at the front lights, grill, uh, shape wise and everything like that. So dude, it's got a twin turbo 2.7 liter V6. It's uh, projected at 310 what? horsepower and 410 foot pounds of torque. That's pretty cool. See, that's the part that yeah. is the thing I hate about the new Jeeps is as far as I know, unless this changed, I heard that they're making a diesel one now, which is kind of cool. But all the Jeeps have just yeah, had that little cool. pukey. I mean, I know they share it with a lot, but they use that Chrysler uh, V6 engine in everything. And so like even the yeah. full size Jeeps are not like they're not shared with the truck. I always thought it would be really cool if they came with like the 5.7 liter Hemi and they were on a 1500 truck bed, but they were a Jeep, but they don't right. do that. They just run them like they're like they're just basically an extended SUV on a truck frame. It's very weird. This is the right. way to do it. This is pretty cool. For sure. Yeah, so I think they did an awesome job with that. So I don't know. I mean, styling wise, I think it looks pretty awesome and maybe even better than a a Wrangler. Some of the Wranglers are pretty sweet, but man, that thing is like like that even thing is really cool looking. Yeah, like the brush guard that runs up off of the headlight up. Like yep. it's got some pretty sweet features to it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like I'm partial to I think I just like the history of Jeep. Like I've got a, a TJ and um, you know, like the the best Wranglers, some would argue. Um, but also super slow and ridiculous. But the you're like, I would argue. Yeah, I would. <laughs> some some people who live in my proximity would argue um, me and Chloe, basically. <laughs> but the um, like the new one, like I like them. They have a good look to them. But man, this is just like they're a good base platform, but they don't even the Rubicon doesn't go here. Oh, you know, it would be interesting. I feel like we should start seeing like if they really want to compete in this realm, we got to see like a Hellcat powered Wrangler from the factory or something. That's where we got to do. Oh, yeah. We got to see like a track. Jeep, hawk. I'm sure Jeep will get there. Yeah. Yeah. Why haven't we seen yeah. a Trailhawk Wrangler yet? 
They do Trailhawk Wranglers, don't they? I don't think they do. I've seen Grand Cherokees. Well, I think they do Trailhawk, not Trackhawk. Um, according to the Googles, no. Wrangler Trailhawk. Yeah, they do that. Uh-uh. Oh, Cherokee Trailhawk. Yeah, they don't do a Wrangler. And Wrangler Rubicon. Right. I see. So I guess the Rubicon is kind of their Trailhawk. But dude, a Wrangler, what would make more sense would be the, what's the Jeep truck called again? The Gladiator. Gladiator. A Gladiator Trackhawk would be beastie. Because that's a longer body. Yeah. It'd be kind of like a, be basically an SRT10 Ram 1500. Right. Um, right. Well, no, because they back the V10. Yeah. Because they <laughs> should do, they should do it in the, because the two door Jeep would be ridiculous with that engine in it. But if they did the four door Jeep and the Gladiator with a whatever they have to call it, you know, because the, the Rubicon, it's based on a trail. I forget where it is. Um, but it's a it's a famous off-roading trail. So that's like a rating that they give it if it can hit the Rubicon Trail, I believe is how this all goes. That's how it's been explained to me. Um, <clears throat> so the Rubicon Edition is like the highest trim level you can get. But that would be, if they did a Trackhawk or a Trailhawk Wrangler, I feel like then then we'd be in Bronco territory because it seems like they kind of pulled ahead with this latest one. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, they, they just feature-wise, style-wise, I mean, it's like an, a capable, like luxury suv really is what it looks like yeah um and i love their like subtle bronco styling throughout they've got like the you know the bronco different parts of the right the suv like all over it's just cool yeah bronco trail that looks pretty intense it's by lake tahoe um that's all the big rock crawling and uh rock spanning and stuff like that yeah oh that would be the rubicon trails that you mean sweet trip yeah yeah oh yeah rubicon trail yeah yeah that would see it would be interesting too because i wonder like I honestly don't know what's underneath the new Jeeps if they're actually sticking to like Dana axles and stuff, or if they have different um, like CV joint systems and all that jazz. Um, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the rear is still a solid axle. I don't think the front is, but it would be interesting to see what the drivetrain is on this because it says it comes with 35 inch mud terrain tires, which is a heck of a lot wow. of like leverage on those systems. So it'd be really interesting to see. Like I've heard that these come with uh, lockers from the factory, um, so it can lock itself like actually locked in four-wheel drive so it'd be really interesting to see how they perform side by side like between this and the the decked out you know 2021 wrangler uh rubicon and see how they perform for sure that'd be really interesting someone whoever just bought this thing for 150 grand go spend another like 70 or 80 to get a rubicon wrangler and then fly us out there to do the test we'll do it <laughs> yeah for sure we'll video the whole thing yeah. and put it up we'll make a sick no video you'll get at least uh, 40 50 views in the first week or so like it's going to be Pretty tight. Yeah. <laughs> Solid 10 cents of ad revenue as well. Yeah. We'll cut you in on the ad revenue. <laughs> so the Jeep or the Ford Bronco that I keep calling it a Jeep. That's one thing Jeep's got going for them. Branding is been around yeah. since like World War One. So <laughs> it's gonna be hard to get around that. But they, they did a test on the Ford Bronco Badlands. Okay. In the Rubicon Trail. So it's it's watch the 2021 Ford Bronco Badlands on the Rubicon Trail. Uh tackle the rubicon trail so they're kind of gunning for him a little bit but dude do they really I don't know. That's i'm excited awesome. yeah i'm excited to see it come out um i really want to uh take a look at one test drive one i think that'd be some good video content i guess let us know if that would be something like either long form kind of vlog style on the youtube or just like a, a 60 second uh tiktok of like here are the things we like about the the uh new bronco here are the things we don't like about the new bronco i like seeing those too so i think that'd be kind of cool to to put out there um and then we can do the same with the with the rubicon 
Uh, we all got a lot of dealers around us. I'm sure they'd let us take a look at them. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that'd be cool. And also, if uh, if Ford and Jeep, when when you guys hear this, if you want to give us one to do a <laughs> thorough review, we'd we'd happily take it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get a lot of views on it, dude. The the Bronco also has the mirrors attached to the body, not the doors, so you can take the doors off. Yeah, I see that. Minor details. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's pretty cool. So then now that doesn't make sense. Dang it. What? I was going to say, I was going to make a joke about not having to look in your rearview mirror because the people are behind you because you're beating them and stuff. But then that's backwards. And that's saying it's in front of the Wrangler. So I did that wrong. Yeah. I did the logic of the <laughs> joke wrong in my head. Oh, so all right. The Bronco needs the mirrors because they got to look at all the Jeeps behind them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's see. I was trying to do that. But from the like Jeep is better perspective. But yeah. I walked right into well, that Jeep one. doesn't need it. Rear view mirrors because it just gets to look at the Bronco in front of it. I mean, what what are you gonna do? Are you gonna get your little? <laughs> are you gonna get your fancy little mirrors ripped off on the trail? Is that what you're gonna do, Mister Bronco? Yeah. Your fancy little mirrors, little mirrors ripped off on the trail with the branches. <laughs> Shoot, well, I'm the odd one out here because I think the Bronco looks considerably better than the Jeep. Oh, Zach does too, and I do okay. too. It looks pretty. Yeah, rad. we're we're there. It, it, looks, we're with you. it looks incredible. It looks like if Jeep came up with a concept car for their nice. It's like. If Jeep was trying to make a Land Rover, that's kind of how it looks. Oh, yeah, that's a perfect. That's, right? a, that's the perfect example. Because we had said before, yeah. Tyler, when you were upstairs, too, we said it kind of looks like a Wrangler and a, a Toyota FJ Cruiser had a baby. Well, no, no, it looks exactly like the um the new the new Range Rover or Land Rover, the Defender, like their brand brand new one. Really? And then a, a Cherokee. Like, oh, yeah. Crossed. Yeah. Not it's Cherokee, not a Wrangler. Circle lights. It's that small, compact design. It's got the grill for some reason. It has like, the beam. Like... <laughs> Like it literally is like those those had a kid and it's from a different brand. Yeah. Okay, so this is a concept car apparently right now as far as the model of this. But if you want to look this up and we'll post a picture maybe with this clip, the Ford Bronco Badlands Sasquatch. That's a two door. Um, is this the orange one? Yeah, we were just looking two this up. Door total off road. That thing is so cool. Wait, is it the wait? Are you talking about the two door that's got the hole in the side of the door? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that thing sweet? That is so cool. Yeah. All right. They, yeah, I might have to have one of those at some point. I know. These are pretty That's rad. sweet. Well, I get speaking it. of things that are better than Jeep Wranglers, um, uh, Jake, Hummer. you mentioned something about that new Wagoneer. Is that happening? Yeah. So they launched. Um, there's actually two Jeeps that I kind of wanted to talk about. So the Grand Wagoneer, this is something they've been talking about doing for a really long time. Um, but they finally brought it back. I think for 2022 is when it's going to come out. I believe so. But I don't know if you guys looked at any pictures of this. It's basically, I think it's their shot to get into like Mercedes Bentley luxury SUV territory. Oh, that's, I didn't think that at all. I think this is, I thought this was their shot to get into like the, the Tahoe Escalade lane. Maybe. Have you seen the inside of this thing? Yeah. Dude. Like, have you seen the inside of like a 2021 Tahoe? Yeah. But have you seen one Escalade? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, they're also trying to get in that territory. I think, I think everybody's trying to get into that group, but this thing, like the MSRP on this is like well over six figures, but it's insane. Hmm. Like the whole, I didn't know that the (laughs) whole dashboard setup, like the passenger side of the front dashboard is all a touchscreen for entertainment. There's touchscreens everywhere, like crazy upholstery and everything. And it's basically, I can't find this for sure. But it looks like it's just a trimmed out version of the new Grand Cherokee because the new Grand Cherokee looks exactly yeah, the same. Right. Dang, oh, yeah. Though. Yeah, that's it the does. thing. It's really but pretty. It's, it's just Man, nuts. look at that interior. That is insane. That's... Full panoramic sunroof. You've got quad touchscreens. It's insane. And the whole marketing for it, too. Like, if you're the page on their site, I was on Jeep's site. I actually oh don't know gosh. why I was doing this the other day. I was g- configuring new Jeeps to buy. <laughs> um, not in the market at all. 
But the um, when you go onto their page, they have a separate website for the Wagoneer, and it's all like VIP experience. And they have ten customer promises with the Wagoneer Bring of what back. they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, Tyler found a picture of the Woody side one. Um, That's awesome. But they have like ten promises, like VIP treatment at the dealership, complete remote offerings, tech help to make things easy, like all these things that are like jeeps promise to like hey if you buy a grand wagoneer you're gonna get these 10 things from us that's but, interesting so it's almost like a it's just like a it's like a vip car yeah it's like you buy the car you get all the crap with it yeah it's like how like ferrari like won't sell you a car unless you've owned so many and then when you own that many you're basically right. a family at that point so right. like you're always at the top priority list right so anyway so i thought that was really interesting they've talked about it for a really long time but then to actually see it brought to life this way i don't think honestly i don't think it looks great like it just does not i don't know i think the new suburbans and stuff look pretty sharp i just don't like the way this looks um yeah it's a jeep it's a jeep branded um it, you know what it really looks like is uh the new lincoln aviators 100 percent or oh, navigators yeah. i think 100 oh, very very similar and i forget ownership um lincoln is that ford yep um oh that's ford yeah. okay never mind so it's not it's not the same but man yeah if you're if you're going up to your uh you know utah uh mountain luxury house Drive one of these things. That looks like the move. I mean, you're not taking your yeah. Lamborghini Urus or, or you know, uh, what's the R8 one? Not R8. Uh, the e-tron. Uh, G. No, gosh, what is the Audi uh, SUV names? Q. Oh Q- yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say you RS have one. Q8, thank that was you. a weird moment. Yeah. Q S R8. Like you're not gonna take those like super high performance like supercar SUVs. You got five kids. You got a million dollar house in the hills. Like. You're taking your Jeep Grand Wagoneer up there and you're having a good time. You got a cooler in the back. You have a couple roadies and it's going to be great. Watch a movie. It's great. It's awesome. I'm selling myself on one of these. I think I want one now. But, but dude, that's yeah, it's a sweet. Uh, it's like a it's a different market for Jeep for sure. I mean, right. they've never really, from what I've seen, stepped into the luxury market outside of like the uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, Trailhawk, uh, Trackhawk kind of thing, but that's really more on right. the performance side. Yeah, yeah besides letting the, necessarily, yeah, yeah, besides letting the crackheads over at SRT at some of their cars, this is like <laughs> yeah, the furthest yeah. outside. They're like, please just give us one, <laughs> just let us do one, yeah. and then they just stuck a, a the what is it, the Hellcat yeah. part in it. Like, all right, that's enough. Okay, that's enough SRT. So on this topic too, <laughs> so we're talking. I don't know how this turned into this. It's kind of neat though. So this is that's a way Jeep went way outside their comfort zone, right? They went crazy luxury. Have you seen their yeah. hybrid? Uh-uh. No. So they just came out with the Wrangler 4XE. So this is a hybrid Wrangler. <clears throat> it's powered by a two liter engine that is a generator, essentially, that's um, charging the motor. I think is from what I was reading. I was reading through this quickly the other day because I was curious. It's got 470 foot pounds of instant torque. And Ooh. it has, I forget what the range is. It's actually pretty good. Let me scroll through the page again here. Like yeah. 300 some miles. It's interesting though. It's just a yeah, I think it's something around there. Okay. Like normal range for that a car. That seems to be like the benchmark of an electric car. If it's if it's going to be like a practical electric car, it seems like it has to hit that 300 mile range. Right. Anything below it seems like it gets really bad reviews. Right. Or just like I don't know. I I wouldn't feel super comfortable. That's why I'm trying to sell the BMW with having anything that can't get like over 300 miles of tank of gas. Right. Well, that I have to rely on. So it's a hybrid. Right. So it's actually a 2 liter if I'm looking at the right thing, yeah, 4XE. Um, it's got 49 miles of electric range and 370 miles of total range. That's gas and electric. Right. So it is a high. There it is. There it is. So similar. Right. Yeah. So similar to, so it's got the engine, uh, you know, regular, um, you know, combustion engine power plant up front. And then it's also got the 
electric looks like in the rear um that's pretty cool though i mean i don't see a lot of jeep people being super environmentally conscious <laughs> so well, I, I don't know the i honestly obviously there's a market for it but i don't think it's that i don't think it's an environmentally conscious thing i think it's attempting to get better mileage in a wrangler thing well i mean on that's top fair. of it that. makes a wrangler more of a realistic like uh everyday car right right yeah right and on top of that, you, there's always the they're a business, so having an electric car will give them massive tax credit cut, like tax right. cuts at the end of the year for being environmentally <coughs> conscious. Right. That's true. Well, and all That's this true. too. I mean, this is exactly why I have one more electric car weird thing to go off of, and this is my second point: the Audi Rally car. Yeah. If you guys saw that thing at all, the, this yeah. is oh right, yeah. That, but I saw your note, and I'm like, we got to talk okay, about dude. This so thing's this is insane. This is my segue to this because I saw this today and I was blown away. So. This is what's cool about like, you know, whether whatever you believe or wherever you fall in the whole like climate change and electric car and what's going to save what and all this jazz. Like the only way, um, <clears throat> well, let me zoom out a little bit. So gasoline, whether it's hurting the environment or not, is a limited resource. It's something that at some point is going to run out, right? Like it's it's a physical thing. So I think there's something to be said for we've been using gasoline cars for about, you know, 120 years, 110 years, something like that there needs to be some sort of evolution because we have such crazy gasoline and diesel powered cars that the advancements we've seen and the records we've seen set have all been happening through electric, but it's been these like random, like Tesla's got them. There's like a bunch of really high powered electric cars, but it hasn't been practical enough to go into regular cars. Yeah. And historically the things that come to regular cars that work really well happen in motorsports first. So motorsports has always been Mm -hmm. like a weird, as soon as motorsports and uh, capitalism stuff kind of takes over with competition and being forced to make something better for someone else. Like that's the thing that's going to motivate. It's not necessarily the government programs, but it's the, you know, anytime they're given an opportunity to compete and kind of redefine the norm. Yeah. So like this, this Jeep, like having an off-road platform that's electric, you know, an electric hybrid that's using both those technologies, like Jeep put all these solar powered recharging stations in the middle of the wilderness. So people could recharge their Jeeps, which is the coolest thing ever. Dude. That's pretty awesome. So cool. The full other end of the spectrum, this Audi rally car. So it's the, I got to remember what it's called. I think it's the Audi RSQ e-tron. Look this thing up, Zach. It's insane. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's nuts. So it's the RSQ e-tron GT. Yes. Or yeah, RSQ, RSQ e-tron. Yeah. Man, that's It is the electrified Dakar rally racer. So this thing, it's crazy. So it's 671 horsepower. It looks like a, I don't even know. It looks like something from Halo, right? Like it does not really. Dude, it looks like a Mars rover. It doesn't even yeah, look like thing. a regular car. Right. <laughs> so it uses, I got to get to that part in the article. Can I apologize I just, for my sorry, voice. I just got a button no, real go quick. For it. Audi literally is the, I think they're the tippy top of like whenever they release a new car, it is the sexiest looking car yeah. on the market. <laughs> it's like so it's cool. the, it, they're always like somehow the most like aggressive, but classiest looking thing that's on the road. Yep. Every single time. Yeah, Zach chose well buying his car. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this thing's got it uses the two liter inline four found in their DTM racer from the 2020 season to and then mm. the Formula E. Let's see, where does it say here? Yeah, two electric motors from their Formula E program, one on each axle. So it uses mm-hmm. which is so cool that they use their DTM series four cylinder to like as a generator for their 
um, for their Formula E program motor. Like, it's so cool that they're mishmashing all their stuff yeah. together to make this stupid, crazy thing just for this one, like, crazy race, which I don't know if you guys know much about the Dakar Rally or D- Dakar. I've heard a bunch yeah. of different ways to say it. But, like, that rally is insane. I didn't realize, too, it's, like, 80% amateurs that enter that thing. And then there's, like, a few That's manufacturers awesome. that get crazy and get in it. Um, but, yeah, they're entering it for the 2022 season. But it's crazy. I think it's it's the first or I think it's the first hybrid powertrain car that was being entered into it. I don't know that for sure. I was reading through it today, but I was just like, man, this is insane. Oh, it just looks so mean. But But, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of stuff like, you know, it's cool for people to try to make things for eco mode and for people to drive every day. Like most people don't drive that far. So like something like the new I know the F-150 um the electric one whatever that thing's called yeah um like that thing mm-hmm. seems to be making waves and that seems like that'd be a pretty good like people just drive around town and they don't do much they kind of the suburban well, life thing like yeah, it works like, for that i eventually will own a bmw i3 it's got a 100 mile range with the gas engine but uh-huh. it's like i just love the look of the car and like it's not practical but it's, it's the like, little one yeah the super super small one really i, I freaking i am like in love with that car i would it's, not have guessed that dude, and the dude, you can SX pick one of those that could be your next car dude just, they're not that expensive yeah i'm just obsessed with those like small cars because like really funny. i found this um yeah, and you with the 318 ti and everything yeah the 318 <laughs> ti i was looking at the sx4 which is like a little all-wheel drive hot hatch the i3 like yeah i just like that style of car a lot but it's like one of the things that's like not super practical, but then that's people will so still funny. buy it. Like I would love to have that just to like cruise downtown and then come back like just as that because that's all that's literally as far as I can drive. Yeah. That's so funny. Dude, you know, you can pick up an i3 for like close to 10, right? Yeah, it's not that. I'm more so just trying to see. The problem is I'm at a point right now where I just basically don't make money. So I'm going to sell the car so that I can make money so that I can afford something like that in the future. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to like get out of that hole first because then I want to be able to buy things like that. But as of right now, I mean, I could do it, but it's just it wouldn't make financial sense for me right now, sadly. As cool as it would be. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you have to talk about cars with financial sense in mind, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unless you're like making it, making it, mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not really that fun. Then, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I still <laughs> right? love it. Like, yeah. I, I still look at the dumbest stuff online. And the other thing with an i3, though, is I would never buy a $10,000 i3 because it's already not a super popular car from BMW. And it's a BMW like it was like, hey, we made an i3 and then they kind of never did anything with it. Mm-hmm. So like getting one for 10 probably is going to have higher miles. And I have zero clue oh, yeah. any maintenance risks or anything with that car. So it's most likely a money pit. Like I'd probably wait another four or five years when I'm like in a different house at like a better place financially. If I live like by a downtown area or by a beach. Then it would be like, cool, like here's one for like 18 that's got low miles and good maintenance. This would be a great thing to buy. It's basically, it's legitimately like a golf cart to go to the grocery store and back in. Like that's basically it. So like, I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a BMW Prius, right? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can Silence say that. the line. Yeah. The difference is it's rear wheel drive, which makes it cool. Oh, heck yeah. So dude. it's a drift Prius. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take... <laughs> dude, I used to do what the one dude did with that uh, drag golf where he did the... the didn't he do a front-mounted and a rear-mounted VR6? Yeah, the dual VR6s. Yeah. yeah I'm going to do nice. that with, like, the 335i. I do, like, dual 335i's in that little thing and just make it, like, a 1,500-horsepower monster. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure that... I'm pretty sure two, three, two 335i engines would be as big as the entire car. So I don't know if that would actually work. Yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> 
That's funny. But yeah, anyway, so this <laughs> this uh this Audi thing was just really interesting to me because I'm excited I'm excited to see what like stuff we learn through doing this. Like what, you know, whether it's alternate battery packs or the suspension to support more battery packs or more efficient motors, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm very curious to see um what's gonna happen in the next, you know, five years or so in mm-hmm. the uh in the electric car game. Cause there's already like you already see a lot of them on the road. You see a ton of Teslas. But like even there's a couple Tons of them, uh, e-tron, whatever the Q, yeah. the Audi Q e-tron thing is. They're so like, good looking too. Seen a couple of those yeah, around here. And, sweet. Like there's, you know, stuff exists. It's out there and it's being used pretty regularly. Like the the Electrify America grid's pretty strong. And mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what's going to happen um, as far as that influencing the rest of the automobile community, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, yeah, I'm going to be, sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to be very, very hard pressed to switch to a fully electric car, even for a daily driver, because I mean, that's the thing I considered when getting the S3 because a Tesla model three performance was, was in the same ballpark. I mean, that's, that's what I was considering as well, but driving them both, I can't get over the engine sound, the turbo noises, the shifting, you know, unless which will get there unless they get to the, you know, electric cars that are making the sounds and making the shift feelings and noises and stuff like that. Which we already see with uh, the i8. What's one of them? Um, I don't, does the i8 do that? The i8 has no that because that has a motor. No, but the no, i8 one actually of the electric cars. It has its exhaust mic'd, and then it 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 plays it through the speakers on the interior, right? So you can hear the exhaust. Yep. Because otherwise you can't. So weird. And one of the new electric cars <laughs> does that too. When you start it up, it gives you like a little rumble through the speakers, so you know that it's on which is smart. So you're not backing over somebody if you think your car's <laughs> off and you get out, but most of them have safety features built in. Yeah. But yeah, see, um, well, that's cool. I'm excited to see where it goes to, but I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be very hard pressed to actually get in one of those for a daily. Oh, I'm, t- um, I'm totally with you. I'm, I mean, I drive an 84 Porsche every day. So like I, yeah. it's really hard for me right. that I purposely took the power steering and everything out of because I wanted it to feel that way. Yeah. So I'm totally with you. I'm just, I'm more excited to see like everything else has felt unreal to this point when everybody talks about like oh right. electric only by this year and all this and even uh Volkswagen's uh April Fools Day prank that like freaked everybody out for Volkswagen and all that yeah like everybody seems to be going about it the wrong way whereas i think like this motorsports and like hey let's let the crazy people get their hands on it and try some stuff yeah. to see what's going to happen like Dodge even right. announced they're going to have the first electric muscle car like yep. there's some crazy news coming out for the electric car industry that uh that i think is going to be interesting trickling down as far as how we view manage and store electricity i think yeah. that's gonna be pretty cool see i'm actually though what's funny is like i think i have the exact opposite approach as you do with electric i don't want like my electric car to feel like a gas car at all because i don't want to be like like i don't like the thought of getting in my car turning on an electric car and then hearing like a little rumble like an engine starts like i would rather my electric car be something like totally different so i don't even have it because like i I want to own like an electric car, like the BMW. BMW announced their, um, they're not calling it. I think they're calling it the i4, even though it's a three series BMW, but it's their, <laughs> it's their all electric, uh, three series. And the thing like looks incredible, has insane numbers, and I'm like, that'd be a super cool car to own. But I don't want that thing to sound at all like like my E90 does right now, mm. because then I'm like, okay, like I know this isn't actually that. I'd rather it like I would. I like the thought of having like an all electric car that uh, eventually gets to the point where we can start modding them. How like how cars are modded today, like Mm -hmm. 
it's like oh cool like if i do bigger breaks if i but but it's weird because this is like the computer building side of me i see it as like mm-hmm. the the king of performance for electric vehicles is not going to be power because that's going to be just a program it's going to be figuring out cooling and energy efficiency so for me it's like how much longer until we're going to have like liquid cooled radiators on everything with different ducts going into those radiators to like hyper cool fans yeah there's yeah. even pcs that um do mineral cooling so they have mineral liquid like mineral oil and the whole pc sits in that so it's like how far are we away from even having like mineral oil cars and then yeah. like you literally because what's weird is you have an oil change then for your oh, electric weird. car but it's mineral oil for, for the cooling it. system for the exactly. cpu exactly interesting so like I think it would be cool. I, it's what sucks though is I I know what you're saying because it it seems like the way they are approaching it is like what you're saying. It's yeah. like they're kind of trying to make these electric cars like oh it's it's like basically a normal car, right? But there's not an engine, but it kind of sounds like an engine. And it's like I just wish they wouldn't take that approach and they would just accept it as like this is not a normal car. Yeah, this is an electric car. So like drive it like an electric car. Don't drive it like a normal car. Right. Like like go at a different approach. Yes. See, I wish they would just embrace. I think this is where I kind of I think I land between both of you where I agree, Zach, that I want it. Like, I feel like you lose a lot of the connection with driving in an electric car. Yeah, I've never driven one. But from the videos I've seen and all that stuff, like it seems although it's tight and it's connected, it's not it doesn't give you the feedback or the feel that a transmission or a motor would give you. Mm -hmm. Um, But then. I don't think, I don't know. Like, I, like I want them to just embrace that fact. I want it to sound like a giant RC car. Like, I want, I want to hear the electric motors whining so loud that it mm-hmm. sounds like when you're racing, like when we used to race those RC 10Ts yeah. when we were younger. I want to hear like oh, yeah. that crazy sound. I want to hear when you punch it like that, and like you know, I want it to sound like just a hopped up crazy RC car. I think yeah. that's where I'd want it to go, but to meet in the middle somewhere. Yep. And that's actually that's exactly what I meant. Is I I want them to not focus on like the fake exhaust sound mm. i want them to focus on like let's make an electric car so let's do like like nuts performance stuff let's yeah. make it so like you can hear the motors whine because then yeah. car enthusiasts are going to love that like yeah. the average like make like a well you guys gotta you guys gotta get over to a tesla dealer then so i so i drove a model x regular model x yeah. uh at the tesla sorry not tesla dealer tesla store yeah easy there bud <laughs> uh over in <laughs> over in minneapolis and then uh one of my friends has got a uh model x um i think it's the p100d okay um, so it was the, the high end, uh, performance one for the, for the time they made it. So I think it's a 16. So they have different models and stuff like mm-hmm. that now. So it's got the ludicrous mode and dude, when you punch that thing, that's what it, it sounds like a spaceship. So you hear the electric motors winding up. Um, you could barely hear it though. Cause you're cracking the speed of sound or whatever from <laughs> zero to 60, like your neck is, you barely hear the electric motors over your neck snapping, but it's ridiculous. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't have the, um, it doesn't have the, like the feedback that I get with the Audi. Cause the Audi's, you know, mine's like 3,200 pounds and that's like 6,300 pounds. Like it's right. super heavy cause it's all battery, which is what they're supposed to be. So maybe they will make some that the issue is kind of Tyler, like what you were talking about. I totally agree. Like if they focus on efficiency, cooling and extending that range with as little battery as possible, I think without too much time down the road, we're going to have a 3000 pound, like the one I'm looking at right now, it's it's the BMW i4 M50. So it's the sport enthusiast version. Mm-hmm. It's three 3.7 seconds, zero to 60, about 240 mile range, 536 horsepower. Like it's going to wow. be, and it looks just like an M3. Yeah. Like it looks identical. So it, it's going to be that same car. It's going to be the same weight distribution. It, it's going to be all that stuff. And it's going to give you the feedback without necessarily the the internal combustion, like 
motor sound and turbo, yeah. but you're not even going to miss it because it's going to be that nuts wind up like wind up sound of the like a RC a giant RC car. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is kind of a different lane coming out of electric. I hope that's all right. Um, because cars are kind of, I think people like us and, you know, our generation who grew up on fast and furious and like, um, RC cars and like loving the, the drivability and like driver's cars. That's kind of like what our whole theme is, right? Yeah. Like we're just drivers. We don't necessarily race. We don't do any type of, we're not slamming cars, whatever. We're just drivers. So Mazda is actually bringing it back the other way from going, uh, you know, longitudinal. No, what's the, what's the other one? Transverse sideways, whatever the wrong way is for an engine. Mazda is discontinuing its Mazda six. Have you guys seen this? No. Okay. So Mazda six has statistically been like the larger bodied, more luxury and more high performance car. They, they used to do a a Mazda speed six, uh, which was a inline four turbo all wheel drive, five speed manual. It's pretty cool. Pretty tunable. And the the newer ones have just been their typical either six cylinder, four yeah, cylinder, just their sedan uh, with their SkyTech or whatever. So they're discontinuing it for 2022, and they're going to bring it back, and I think 2023 okay. as a rear wheel drive inline six uh, longitudinal motor to compete with BMW 3 Series, uh, Mercedes, um, like uh, what's the Mercedes? The three I always I don't know Mercedes the numbers. AMG. Fix it, okay, Mercedes. Fix it. I don't know what your cars are because the numbers are too ridiculous. Okay. Just make it a one, two, and a could three, we, like Audi and BMW. Yeah. Could we say that across the board though? Because we were yeah. just saying how like like Tyler was like the I4, I mean, except it's a three series and all these things. And like like Audi can't come up with anything better than like RSQ, Etron, GT. Like, guys, everybody, everybody gets it, a one, okay? a two, and a three. If you want to get crazy, throw the alphabet in there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Throw the S or the M or the E or whatever you want to. But yeah. keep it simple. Follow Chick-fil-A's method. You got a spicy chicken sandwich or you got a regular chicken sandwich. Okay? And you're Which closed you on Just keep it Sundays. Simple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which all dealerships are. So that actually fits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but do you know, actually, Zach? But I think that'll be cool. So they're they're basically bringing back that. So they're going to discontinue it. Work on, the, you know, their uh, whatever. It's not R&R. What's it called? R&D. And they R&D, thank you. They're R&D on it and then bring it back as as like a luxury sports car, sports sedan to compete with Mercedes, BMW with a rear-wheel drive and all-wheel drive optioned Mazda 6 with that inline 6. I don't know if it's going to be a turbo because Mazda doesn't really do a lot of turbos, but they're uh, inline 6 motors. I think that's going to be pretty cool. What got me excited about that is like we have always looked for, even now, Tyler, like you're looking for, uh, maybe an older used car like that BMW. Like that BMW wasn't special, right? Like a 318 Ti. It's like the opposite. It was their regular, like lower end. You know, it's just their car, yeah. right? The, then they had the M3 as like the cool one. But like now they're kind of cool. Like our kids are going to look back at the cars and it's not just going to be like uh, CVT transmission, front wheel drive. Oh, I know, like that perspective. Cars. I see what you're saying. Right. Like there's going to be, oh, dude, check this out. Remember when Mazda 6 switched to inline six rear wheel drive? People are swapping manuals in those and drifting them now. That's going to be like, gotcha. Whatever the the Sylvia or or something like that. Like our kids, 20, 25 years down the line, are going to be able to look back and have these cool cars on the Facebook marketplace that also now runs all of commerce with Amazon, probably. (laughs) They're going to be able to shop on, on that and get those cars. That are now cool sports cars that people are tuning. I mean, look how long it takes for this tuning stuff to catch on. Like when a car comes out, it takes years and years before there's, you know, 
affordable like intakes, exhaust, right. uh, you know, suspension, tunes, and all stuff like that. They got to crack the code. It's so gonna be those their, cars are gonna be. It's gonna be their B five. Like it's gonna be that same year of B fives right. and E thirty sixes for our kit. And it's cool That's too because weird. you're gonna have the kids being able to say like. Like, oh, I'm looking at like a Mazda 6. And it's like, oh, what year? Like, make sure you get it after 2022 because that's exactly. when they switched it back. Oh, that's cool. That's really yep. bizarre. Isn't that cool? And then like the Toyota now is bringing back their uh, kind of more performance outside of the Supra. Like they're taking that R&D stuff and putting it into their other cars. They've got a Camry all-wheel drive like sport thing. First of all, the Camrys look way too good yeah, for it's being ridiculous. a Camry yeah. right now. Like the XSE, but it's an all-wheel drive four-cylinder turbo with the paddle shifts like that's going to be such a cool car in like 15 20 years like on the used market that you'd be like oh that guy did like that tune to it and yeah whatever those had those turbo issues but you can swap in this garrett turbo that's like that th- gives it this much psi and or all this that like, e-turbo be... <laughs> yeah right right yeah, but you're gonna have turbo. you're gonna have that you're gonna have the mazda 6 you're gonna have the supras well you're gonna have the, the nissan the... 400 yeah exactly like you're gonna have all these awesome awesome cars and i wonder too i wonder if yep. part of the reason mazda started to rebrand this is because they realized with nissan releasing the 400 it's almost like mazda didn't have anything to compete with them anymore in yeah. terms of that lane yeah because like before Ma- like nissan hasn't had like a like a really sporty car besides like the gtrs and like Nissan's kind of been oh, doing yeah. the same thing right. Mazda's been doing, where it's like they have all like their like luxury sedans, luxury SUVs, and that's kind of been it. So now it's like with Nissan all of a sudden getting all of this hype over the 400Z coming back, and it's going to be this rear wheel drive, straight six. There's yeah. going to be a manual and automatic version, and now like Mazda's now reconfiguring their six series into being a rear wheel drive, straight six sports car. Yep. To kind of compete with that market. So who do we have to thank for all of this? Because somebody started this ball rolling. Ken Block. Like somebody started. <laughs> Paul Walker. Somebody started the whole. Paul Walker. Like, yeah. like Nissan's never stopped, right? They just have been making GTRs the whole time. Yeah. So did. No, they stopped. Did they stop? Wait, when? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, they, they didn't haven't. bring back the GTR to like 2009. So is that what kicked this all off? Because they did that. And then the hints of the Supra started coming back. Like, is that what happened? Well, I mean, that's just JDM, though, because, like, Viper had stuff in, like, those just because there's, like, 2013 Vipers, yeah. and there's... I'm just curious. Um, it seems like there's a shift in all of well, it. Well, think about back. the Charger. The, when did the Charger come back? 2006? Yeah. The Camaro came back, like, 2006. Like, it was all around that time, and, and realistically, if you look back, when it was the fast, the first Fast and Furious made, like, early 90s, late 90s i forget exactly when it was late because i was busy being born around that time busy being born but (laughs) you're busy getting hot wheels car stacks put around you and stuff (laughs) yeah it it almost it almost feels like the the kids of the people with like the the 280zx's and the porsche uh, 924s and 944s and like those and the uh you know 60s 70s 80s camaros and uh chargers and stuff at those times like those people born in the uh 70s 80s 90s now that they're adult with adult money that are also working in that industry because that was the thing that they loved they're bringing those things back because all those people who also grew up around that time now also want the similar stuff like it seems like it's a wave of that like for those performance cars back then it just took like 15 20 years before those people were like actual buyers yeah, in the market yeah that could influence what was wanted. Well, that too, and probably that, that that stuff all came back. Yeah, and that, and they're probably you know it, it takes a while to kind of get up in those businesses. So it probably it's probably like now we're seeing those come back because it's like it took them that long to get to that position in that business. You know, like I just kind of have to work from the yeah. inside up. So yeah. like when you get to that position, now you're seeing these 
all of a sudden these like cars where it's like, oh wait, like these are cars actual drivers like want to drive. Like these are cool things yeah. we've been asking for. I just realized it's on a loop though. Every 20 years, cool cars come back. 20, yep. 40? Because in the 60s, cars were stupid cool. Everything drag raced. Yeah. And then there was the 80s, like the gas crisis thing in the 70s. And yep. it kind of went back. 80s were pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. What's the loop then? Because in 80s, I think cars were pretty cool in the 80s and early 90s. Yep. And then everything everything kind of sucked late 90s, which, 2000s, and then it all kind of started coming back again. Yeah, which sucks because there were, there were a couple cars late 90s that I feel like just got like overlooked which hurts which is like the mm -hmm. which is for me because i'll always be better about this one but the it's just dodges crap they're <laughs> they're stealth, oh, yeah, the, the, stealth. The eagle talent like those were dope cars you are six feel like yeah exactly <laughs> i just feel like they were just they were brought out at such a bad time for cars because yeah. like everything else in that generation was just nothing like that at all so i feel like they were just super hardcore overlooked yeah and now just like no one even knows what they are yeah but like i didn't know the eagle talent was like a, a four-cylinder turbo that's all-wheel drive and stick. I'm like, dude, that's literally an A4, but it's American-made. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it looks kind of dope. Right. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that was like the, uh, the what was it called? Like DSM, because it yeah. was like... It's the um, Eclipse. The Eagle was actually Mitsubishi, yeah. right? So it was actually an Eclipse. So they partnered... It was, so it was like Japanese... Oh, weird. ...inspired kind of thing. Like, they partnered together to make those. So I think a lot of that stuff is going to start rolling out, especially with the super coming out you know i know this is a while ago now but the chargers and camaros and those things coming back um and then the redesign of the corvette like all this different change that we're seeing i think we're on like the start of a really really cool era for performance right. cars and who knows when it'll end i mean it seems like these things follow like financial uh crises well, so like you know the the financial uh crisis of like the early 2000s and then, like, it took a little while till 2005, 2006 came around, and then that was a little bit better, and there were cooler cars. Um, but, yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, if Mazda brings back uh, Rotary, brings back RX-7, RX-8-type cars, then we get some super high-performance, you know, long front-end coupes that compete with the 400Zs and the Supras and stuff like that. Um, I think we're going to get some pretty cool stuff coming up, which is really exciting. It's going to be at a time where you know, we're going to be in the market for those things too, which is pretty awesome. And I sincerely hope that Audi <laughs> goes ahead and dunks on Ford and Jeep and just releases that Qtron E monster rally car and makes like a, like a market version that you can just drive on the road. Cause that would be the coolest thing ever. That would be yeah. insane. Yeah. Audi doesn't really gone for like a off-road inspired Nothing. car no. anywhere. I mean, even their SUVs are focused on, road performance luxury and, they have a lane um you know luxury mm -hmm. drivability I mean, that's kind of their lane so yeah if they came out like subaru they came out with that kind of esque kind of car like their us4 urs6 but i guess those were focused on luxury and performance too not necessarily off-road yeah. it's just what lane people took yeah because yeah. it's even like when you think about that too like like subaru kind of has one lane it's like outdoorsy stuff and yeah. like they do rally stuff too but like it's outdoorsy and then like jeep is off-road so like they don't make a car they make off so like I almost hope that Audi doesn't do that because oh, I don't yeah, want to see fair. them. Like, I would love to see the Volkswagen truck come over here. Like, I'm yeah, all for that. Let's make cool. that happen. That'd be cool. Let's get a European yeah. truck over here. Yeah, because like they're all way cool. Yeah, they're all pretty sweet, <laughs> and they're all just over there, and it's sad. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I like. I never thought about it that way though, Zach. It's probably because you guys are having kids, but like, never thought about that. That like there, there's like hope that our kids. Like we always joked. Remember when uh, mom and dad had the Acadia? We would always joke. They're like, man, someday. Like our kids are going to get like a cheap Acadia for like two grand and we're going to have to deal with electrical issues and stuff. Like that's going to suck. 
But like now it's okay. Okay. No, no, no. Like yeah. we're going to be able to teach them to get something cool and they're going to have a chance to have something fun. That's not just something that's like a Jetsons electric car. Like it's something that they're still going to be able to wrench on something. They're still going to be able to learn about fuel injection and, you know, exhaust systems and all that kind of stuff. Like the combustion engine is not dead. That's, that's a good yeah. sign. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just look at like G- GTI has been like, I think the leader in that type of stuff, mm-hmm. the Volkswagen GTIs, Golf R's. And even now with the A3, S3, RS3, like those are super tunable, huge market for aftermarket parts. Like the, the same as like the the B5s, uh, S4, A4, how those were so tunable and, uh, you know, tons of potential, tons of aftermarket parts. Like that's all riding through now. And even still with Civic, we can't forget like Honda's been around doing the same freaking thing forever with their, <laughs> their right. Civic and Civic yeah. SI and Type R that's been so consistent and that still is going um i just saw something i don't have the details on it so we're gonna talk about it too much but with the the new um type r turbo i guess they like super underpowered it for emissions and everything but there's so many things you could do to open it up and release like crazy amounts of power in that platform too that's rad. so so yeah i'm i'm excited i don't i don't think our uh gear headedness is going anywhere anytime soon and our kids will get to get the same disease of <laughs> wanting crazy stupid cars and and modifying them all the time good yeah and i think one thing i'm for sure looking forward to is in like the you know 15 20 years when like this is all happening cars are going to look like old project cars are going to look so cool because all these new cars look so nice but these are going to be like like we see like the like the late 90s rusted out civics yeah are going to be like like the 2020 civics right except they're going to look like already super aggressive probably modded hilarious maybe though but you think like the uh, like I always look back at like the Datsun and the the 924 and 944 and the stuff that was out then that was like the super modern sharp styling like oh how are cars ever going to look more modern than this type yeah. of car right and then here we are today oh, no. 20 30 40 years later with like this crazy I I think it's just going to keep going I don't know how I don't think headlights can get any smaller right <laughs> like Unless they're invisible, yeah. So the Bronco guys, I don't are know like, what it's going to be. Out circles again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're bringing it. So maybe it'll go to like a modern rendition of that stuff. But yeah, I think like in twenty years, these cars are going to look old and outdated. I mean, just look at my car. My car is now the the older model of the S three with the new twenty twenty two S three RS three that they did a whole new style on. Mine looks like the rounder, outdated one, which is just crazy. Um, but it's just going to keep going. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting though, looking back and seeing like what were the 2020 through 2025 cars, yeah. like what they look no. like 20 years, 30 years down yeah, the no. road. So what I, what I meant is not saying like the kids will be like, Oh man, the cars look so good. I'm saying like for us, like yeah. we'll be able to remember back and being like, man, like a 2020 or 2021 400 Z was like the brand new super cool sports car and now like my yeah. son just bought one for three grand and right. it's got like a misfire and he's fixing it up right but it, we still see it as like that's a really good looking car compared to what we know the 300 z right. looked like and it's like right back we'll be those guys that are like back in my <laughs> yeah, day i remember when that came out yeah our kids are gonna get like a ratted out s3 for like three grand and exactly. they'll be like yeah it's got like this i don't know what it is apr stage two and we're like apr yeah. stage two what? do you guys remember we texted about zach in that for his yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah so i mean because it's the same way like exactly like you said like you know back in the 80s when they had that car that was like the thing but then also like dad is a perfect yeah. example of this where he's like no car will look better to him than like his 70 or 69 charger like that's his <laughs> car so it's like 
we'll I think we're gonna still have that where there's gonna be like the modern cars that are super cool and they're a lot of fun, but then we're gonna still have those cars where it's yeah. like, man, I remember when this car was being released and it's so cool. And now twenty years later, like this thing's just an everyday like, yeah, it's like the cheap car. But to us, we'll still have that like, man, back in the day though, like these new ones look sweet, but man, this this like original one was so cool. Yeah, it's like how he looks at the original Viper actually. Exactly, like how he looks at that and he. Like the new ones definitely have that essence to it and they definitely look more modern. But I think that redefined so much about like what a sports car could be. It was so like industry changing at the time that it stuck with him so much. And yeah. I think like I've heard a lot of guys talk about 944s that way. A lot of the guys who own 944s now are the guys who like had posters of them when they were kids. Yeah. And they like wanted to get to it. So yeah. it's something like like it's something that they always wanted to build to. And like it's the same way we always look at like an E46 always. I know they're old now, but like they have a certain they have a certain oldness or a certain age in my mind. Same as like a B5 Audi. It's exactly. like a certain age. It doesn't keep getting a year older every year I grow older. Yeah. It feels like it's a certain age car. And uh, so like even like Tyler's BMW, it's 2007. But to me, I'm like, oh, it's like a pretty new BMW. Yeah. Like, it's 2007. That's like I know many, many years old. That's like a really old car for most people. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, oh, it's like relatively new. Mm-hmm. And like Zach's car, like your car, right. I'm like. I'm like, that thing's like a brand new car. And then yeah. you're, you're telling me like it's outdated. It looks super old. I'm like, I'm sure it does. But like in my head, it will always be like, like, oh, man, like that was like a new car. And that was really neat. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's how dad feels about Dude, some it's of this all, stuff. It's, it's a so four. Cool. Well, from what it was produced, it's a five year old car already, which just seems it's just crazy. Yeah, because, yeah, I actually yeah. totally agree with you, Jake. Like, I have that same mentality because I think my E90 is like a new car. Like, yeah. even though I know it's old, right. it's like in my mind, I'm still stuck in that mindset. Because I remember when, like, the E90, because I saw one on the road when I was younger, and I was like, that's a really nice BMW. Yeah. And so, like, now, I, I, it's kind of like, like, time froze with cars. So now, like, whenever I see cars, like, I still think, like, like, my wagon, I still view as, like, a pretty new car, even mm-hmm. though it's a 2013. So the thing's already eight years old. Right. It's like, that's still a new car to me. But then it's like, you, it's. I mean, yeah, it's you really sometimes kind of I can't really add anything to it. It's yeah. just that like my I think my BMW feels like brand new. But then Zach's car is one that I feel like like zero people have driven and it was just released. But then also it's five years old now somehow. So weird. Well, and to think about it, too, like if we're playing the game of time, like I drive a car, I my Porsche is 10 years older than I am. So like that kind of puts like the way we feel about my Porsche and how old it is and all that jazz like would be like for your guys kids to have something from like our sport wagon, like our sport wagon will feel as old to your kids as my Porsche does to us. I hate that. Which is really weird. That's weird. <laughs> like, that's just a weird, it's a weird thing, but a weird pill as well. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. It's interesting. It's interesting to think. I've thought about that a lot about like what dad thinks about like newer cars. Cause he remembers like the, like he grew up with the charger and with the trans am and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it's very cool. It's really interesting, but I think you're right, Zach, that the people who, like the people who've worked up in the industry, like it goes through ebbs and flows where it's like economy and like, let's simplify cars. And then you got the crazy people who are like, or what if we went back to stick shift and then they're starting to do yeah. that. And so it's kind of cool. It's neat to see it going, but I'm excited to see what I had no clue. This Mazda thing was coming back. This is really exciting news. For sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a probably a good place to wrap yep. it. Right? Yeah. There's a couple other funny things that we could have segued into, but we'll save it for the next episode. But uh, but yeah, this is cool. I liked where we went with this. But yeah, good good first episode back. Absolutely. So cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all soon. Mm-hmm.